Hello, friends. Welcome again to another episode of the Pollock Podcast. I am Jared Cornut, and I'm joined by both of my bearded co-hosts this week. All three of the beards are here, Matt Hensley and Alan Murray. Guys, how are y'all doing on this fine Wednesday? Doing great, doing great, and uh, glad to be here. Good deal. How are you, Alan? Doing well. Can't complain. Good deal. I just got back from a uh, lunch with Ed Litton, who we know is running for SBC president this year, and seems like each and every day more controversy and more things are coming up because we're getting closer to June, and we're very excited to have Amy Whitfield joining us to talk about the annual meeting. Amy's been on here before, but we're glad to have her again. Amy, how are you doing? I am doing well. It is uh, hectic getting ready for this. We are just uh, around, I guess, a month out, and uh so our, our team at the executive committee is very busy. In case people don't know who you are, other than Josh How Jonathan Howe's boss, uh, what is your title? What is your job? What is your role with the SBC? So I, I just I want to be clear, because if he's listening, I want to make sure that I, I correct <laughs> that, that I'm not his boss. He is my boss. Um, but uh, I am the... Associate Vice President for Convention Communications at the SBC Executive Committee, which is a pretty long title, but what it basically means is in the communications area where Jonathan Howe is the Vice President, we have sort of two, two parts to that. There's convention news and convention communications. So George Schroeder is the Associate Vice President for Convention News, and then I'm on the con convention communications side. Um, so he handles things like Baptist Press. I'm more uh, SBC Life, telling a lot of the uh, feature stories and uh, pub, uh, publishing the magazine and then you know just general public relations type type things for the executive committee and the convention uh, and then I serve as women's liaison as well. Awesome and when it comes to the SBC annual meeting which you know nobody knows is about to happen in June uh, the big uh, family <laughs> reunion in Nashville happening in June. Uh, now I just drew a blank. 14th, 15th, 16th, some, somewhere in there. You yes. also, in the past at least, have served as a uh, one of the parliamentary uh, gurus. And uh, we usually yes. get to see Barry McCarty up front. And then I, th I believe it was you and maybe Dr. Greenway that were there as well. And since you're on the stage, since the limelight is, is kind of shining down on you, and I know you can't see a thing out in the crowd because I've, I've been on the other side of that right. uh, light. Has there ever been something just awkward or embarrassing or just that moment that just sticks in your eyes that, man, like that Southwest Airlines, you know, ding, I want to get away, a light comes on when you've been on the stage? Right. So um, uh, there, I guess there's a couple. So the one thing that is probably was most embarrassing actually didn't come to my attention until later. And uh, it was how it came to my attention. So the first year that I was a parliamentarian, which as you mentioned, I'm not this year because of my staff role, I'll, I'll have other responsibilities. Uh, but the first year I was a parliamentarian was in 2016. And a lot of things are just brand new. I didn't know that one of the first items on the agenda on Tuesday morning is to introduce the parliamentarians because they bring us all up on stage and they would tell everyone, you know, th these are the, the people that then if they have questions to ask, you know, or they're wondering what's going on on stage, they just know who we are. It identifies us. So I didn't know that. And someone grabbed me, said, you have to go up on stage. So I ran up, um, I had just finished my coffee and, uh, did the thing came back. Well, 
I had told my parents, so I, I'm, I'm not, my, I was not raised Southern Baptist. My parents are not in a Southern Baptist church and uh, the tradition I was raised in doesn't have denominational meanings of any kind. So I, my mom and dad didn't really even know what all I was doing, but I had told them about the live stream that they could watch and they could maybe see a little bit to understand it. And it was my mother who pointed out that I was chewing gum on stage as I was being introduced in front of all the people. And she was like, I raised you better than this. <laughs> and um, I didn't even think about it. Cause I just finished my coffee. I put my gum in and then they ran me up on stage. And I mean, I went back and watched, I, it was terrible. It did not look professional at all. So I was the only saving grace is that usually no one is in the room yet when that happens. So I just keep thinking no one really saw. So I was very embarrassed after the fact, um, never did it again. I only take lifesaving no gum. Um, as far as awkward, that actually happens a lot because it depends on the room. Um, in St. Louis, the lights were such that it was very difficult to see uh, what was happening on the floor. You could just hear, but in other rooms, you, you can see more. It just depends. And so when certain things happen on the floor, whether it's contentious or, you know, funny or whatever, you really can't react much. Like our role is to be neutral. Everyone, there, it's a level playing field. Everyone has the same rights to speak if it's a, a moment for that, you know, and they're at the microphone. And so the people don't need to see us reacting to anything because they need to be able to trust a fair and impartial ruling. And so you're really not even, you're really not even focused in on the content as much as you're just trying to make sure everything takes place. And, but sometimes people will say things that you really, really want to react. You want to smile, you want to be surprised and every, it's just a poker face, you know? So you do it every now and then the, the year that uh, in Dallas, Marvin Parker, one of my favorite uh, points of personal privilege was when he came up and it was in a big Q and a session. And then he came up and asked if we could uh, turn the air down, that it was really cold. And so when that happens, you can kind of, you, you get to relax and laugh, but, uh, but it, it can feel pretty awkward. I, I would coach myself inside. Don't react. Don't react. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll have uh, some, some great moments coming up in Nashville. None that uh, cause you to lose your poker face. Uh, even if you're not a parliamentarian while you're on stage, Right. Um, the last time that you joined us on the podcast, we talked about your book uh, that you and Dr. Harper put together, uh, SBC FAQs. Um, just mm -hmm. would commend that again to our listeners. If you've not read that, it's a great introduction uh, on how the convention works and deals with some of this parliamentary stuff as well. But moving towards the convention, uh, what, do, what do we need to be doing uh, between now and then? And once we get there, what do we need to do as a, a messenger? If we want to register to do that kind of thing, uh, which I confess I have not done yet because I don't know my church ID. Uh, how do we do that? Tell, tell our listeners what do we need to do between now and then and once we get there. Yeah, so pre-registration is not required, but it is highly recommended. So you can go to sbcannualmeeting.net and pre-register. Here's the main reason why you want to do that. I mean, first of all, pre-registration always helps on our end because it helps us project how many people are coming, helps us to kind of estimate and add to that a little bit uh, so that we have all the materials, things like that. But it really helps the messenger on that end. Um, 
essentially when you register, you're, you're having to demonstrate two things. One, that your church is a cooperating Southern Baptist church, does meet the qualifications um, to seat messengers, which the main question, you know, there, there are a few things in the Constitution that it talks about, you know, a faith and practice that closely identifies with the Baptist faith and message, intent to cooperate, but also has, if, if the church has given anything, it can be to Lottie Moon, uh, to cooperative program, all these ways in the previous fiscal year. That's kind of what, where the eligibility gets checked. And so you can come, uh, you can come to registration with a letter and then you're, they can look up your church. And so then you're, you're showing that your church is eligible to seat messengers and that you are a member of that church. So that that's why you bring a letter that, you know, certifies that you're a member. Well, the pre-registration process actually allows you to put your SBC ID number in. It sort of calculates how many messengers the church is, is able to see and then lets those people be put in and kind of done in a, a certified process. And then you bring that pre-registration card and everything is all set for you to fully register on site. So pre-registration just lets you get through a lot of those hoops beforehand and makes your registration process much more efficient. So that's why we recommend that. And then of course that helps, you know, keep the lines moving, moving quickly. Uh, it's a great system. The registration committee works really hard with the registration secretary for that. So that's one of the most important things. And then you also want to look and see what events are happening that uh, you might be interested in, affinity groups that are meeting. Uh, a lot of those are advertising now and so have registration. Go ahead and get your tickets to all of those and, and plan, plan them out. Um, and then uh, I appreciate you giving a, a, a plug for the book. I'm hoping to update that. I, I was really waiting until this year. We've got some constitutional amendments that'll be going forward for the second time. And uh, so we've had several changes in the constitution and bylaws that just uh, change up the structure a little bit, introduce a new committee, things like that. So hopefully there will be another addition in future years, um, but it still pretty much gives you what you need to know. And uh, having a refresher course on that, we also will have a messenger orientation on Monday afternoon that you can come to and that can help get you ready. So anything you can sort of get your hands on to, um, uh, to, to prepare you, to prepare yourself to sit in the room and then having this the order of business, which will be in your messenger guide, but we, it's also online at Baptist press. And that helps, you know, you know, here's when I need to be there, uh, things like that. So there are some things I think that you can do to prepare and to just kind of get your mindset. This is a business meeting. A lot of important things happen, um, but you don't want to just, it's, it's not like a conference that you just say, oh, hey, let me look and see who's speaking and just kind of roll in that morning. Uh, you do want to kind of mentally prepare yourself because it moves so fast that if you're not ready, uh, it, the, each item will just kind of pass you by. Absolutely. Have you ever thought about, though, instead of having a church ID, having a member ID? Because at his age, Jay Allen would be number one, and that would be easy for him to to remember, I think. And, uh, you know, is that is that part of the Constitution amendments you're, you're considering? Oh, that I've not heard that discussed, but okay. you can certainly make a motion for that. Perfect. So, oh. Perfect. 
Yes. Alan is the oldest living Southern Baptist, uh, I believe, <laughs> uh, at least in spirit, maybe not in actual age. I mean, you're sharing the funny story about you being caught on camera. I, if any of our listeners have recording of the 2014 annual meeting, it was the first one I ever went to. I was in Dr. Nathan Finn's uh, SBC history class, and I had to serve yes. as a mic monitor. And I, I okay. this elderly gentleman walks up to me and says, Hi, I have a motion. So I say, okay, what's your name and what church? Well, I'm Wiley Drake from First Southern Baptist Church and wherever. Oh. So I got to meet the uh, famous Wiley Drake. And his That's motion, very special. It was. His motion was ruled out of order, uh, but it was about right. teaching Barack Obama, right. of course. Uh, but yes. it was. I got to meet Wiley Drake, and I wish I could see my reaction to his motion if anybody's got it out there. Well, I, I want to segue to something you just kind of – uh, hit on it's really on the schedule you know people love to mm -hmm. go to the annual meeting we love to go up to the exhibit hall you know lots of great swag from the seminaries and things out there but there are times where we really need to be in the room as you were just talking about so what are some of those moments where it's absolutely critical i, I know you want to get out there and catch up with people that you haven't seen from seminary and things like that but with voting with motions resolutions elections when do we really need to be in the room so our voice can be heard Right. Okay. So I'm going to give you my first answer and then I'll break it down a little bit. My first answer is always, you need to be in the room and you need to be in the room the entire time. You Good should answer. go in, sit down, camp out, not get up. Um, but most people don't like that answer from me. So I have to get a little bit of a like, okay, but if you don't, then do this. Um, you know, most people like to look and see when they can be in there for the entity reports and you have to kind of mark those with a highlighter, you know, uh, Guidestone is going to be Tuesday morning and then that'll go all the way to Wednesday afternoon. They'll be kind of uh, posted, you know, here and there throughout the, the two days. And at the ends of those reports, it is a, a bylaw requirement that the last uh, little bit is open to discussion on the floor. So that is a really important moment that anybody who is able to get to a microphone before time runs out, um, it's first come first serve, that they uh, have access to ask questions of our leaders. And so that's just an important right and responsibility. Um, so a lot of people like to be in there for that. There are two times when motions are introduced uh, that can always, as you mentioned, uh, hearing the one from Wiley Drake, that can always be a really interesting time. It's good for people to remember motions are not debated during that time. They're only introduced. So it's later in a Committee on Order of Business report where that's all dispensed with. And then if there's going to be debate scheduled, it is. Um, Executive Committee Report Part 1, which is Tuesday morning, a lot of things will come up, things that the EC has worked on this time over the past two years. Those things will come up for a vote. So that's very important. Um, obviously, Tuesday afternoon is when we have elections. And essentially, if you look at the schedule, the elections are spaced all throughout the afternoon. If there is a runoff, it will be voted on immediately. The results will come, the runoff will be declared and it will be take your ballots out. So don't think then it would be scheduled for later. So you don't wanna vote and then walk out and go to the booth thinking that you're done. Uh, the Committee on Resolutions report is also Tuesday afternoon. So I tell most people that, uh, particularly this year, you, Tuesday after lunch, just come in, sit down, don't leave until it's time to go to dinner, until it's the end. Uh, and then Wednesday, um, 
Wednesday is a lot more, um, a lot of entity reports. The convention sermon is on Wednesday. Uh, the committee on committees and committee on nominations reports are Wednesday morning. Those are really important. That's when you're affirming either uh, board members or the committee on nominations for the next year. Those are very important. And then if debate gets scheduled for anything, that would be at a time on Wednesday, and you would learn that Tuesday evening. Um, uh, the convention address, the president's address, a lot of people like to hear that as well, so I think that's important. Um, also, a, a thing that people always need to remember, and this year it is during the SEND conference on Monday afternoon at 4.30 is when the IMB commissioning service is. That is usually a must-see moment for people who are at the SBC annual meeting, and uh, so I, I encourage everyone to put that on their calendars and be in the room for that. That's always a great reminder of why we are doing what we're doing. Other than being there, you mentioned the SIN conference uh, on Monday at 1.30 to vote for Matt Hensley for president. Oh, I'm just kidding. Other than that, what, what is like the resource that's out there for Southern Baptists to be able to know? Because, you know, with social media, with Twitter, that kind of deal, people will share, hey, we're, we're putting together this resolution on why cats go to hell and dogs go to heaven. You know, whatever they, they throw out there on the internet, right. we see all of that kind of stuff, they submit it, and maybe it makes it through, maybe it doesn't, all of that. Is there a place when it comes to, and, and of course we know of Baptist Press, uh, but where we can know who is running for president, who's running for the vice president roles, uh, the different resolutions, like before we get there, because, you know, I, I guess when we had resolution nine and some of that kind of stuff, like, you, you don't have a whole lot of time to read it and digest it and, and really reflect right. on what you're affirming and whatnot. And so it can feel for some people to be rushed. But if beginning now through June, as we prepare and know what's coming, what are some of the main voting issues and how can we prepare to know being in the room at the times that you said to be there, uh, what we will be voting on? Sure. Um, so one thing, and this is more related to like the executive committee recommendations when the book of reports is released, uh, which it is available to every messenger in a print format. Um, and that that comes when you register, but it will also be released in a digital format where people can see it beforehand and that that should be coming soon. Um, that's where you can really thoroughly read some of the executive committee recommendations that are coming. Those are the things that they've been working on throughout the year as they act ad interim for the convention. Um, when it comes to elections, it's kind of an interesting thing. First of all, I will say this year of all the years I've been involved in the Southern Baptist Convention, um, well, if you're listening to this podcast, you know about a lot of the people that are going to be nominated uh, for SBC president, just because if you're interested enough to listen to a, an SBC podcast, then you're paying attention. Um, it is reality, though. These are only people who have announced, you know, that, that someone has announced the intent to nominate them. It is actually the moment that nominators come forward. That's when it is actually real and happening. So it is possible that someone could slide up at the last minute and say, I've got someone to nominate for president. That typically doesn't happen because as many people know, uh, you, you're gonna be at a real disadvantage because all these other folks have had information out there and you're kind of trying to convince people at the last minute. So it's not normal, but it can happen. Um, having said that, we do know about a lot of people that 
are being nominated, that it it has been declared that that someone intends to do that. And Baptist Press tries to cover as much of that as possible, announcements and then interviews with the presidential candidates. And a lot of other news outlets and blogs and other places are doing the same. Um, so you really can just start running some searches for the names of the candidates and we'll be able to find video interviews and uh, print interviews, podcast interviews, all kinds of things. So it, this is probably one of the easiest years to be informed about, in particular, the presidential candidates. Um, Baptist Press also covers the other offices as well, those announcements, so you can look on there for the SBC annual meeting coverage that's tagged and see those. When it comes to the resolutions, that's an interesting question and not as simple. So the process as it is laid out is that there's a specific window of time for people to submit resolutions and uh, you don't have to be coming to the meeting in order to submit, but you do have to demonstrate that you could, that you could be a messenger from a Southern Baptist church that can seat messengers. And so there's a submissions process and then all of those submissions go to the resolutions committee and they do their work the week before. When they announce the resolutions that they're going to put forward, they they put a report of what they've done with the ones they received. It gives the titles and the names of the people who uh, submitted them. And there's a reason for that, uh, which I'll say in a minute. And then it shares the resolutions that the committee has done. That will come out in the bulletin on the morning of the report. That is Tuesday. So there is no official place where submitted resolutions are posted because that's not part of the process. The part of the official process is nothing's published until the committee puts forward their report. Many individuals or joint submissions, the people themselves choose to publish them. And like said, social media or other places, kind of the, the, the spot to find that, but you just never know. It's up to each individual submitter if they want to do that. My advice is that when uh, Tuesday morning comes, the bulletin shows up on the app. So you can download it immediately or you can go and get it in the room. Go ahead and go straight to the resolutions and look at them. Familiarize yourself and, and know you've got several hours until that report in the afternoon. The reason that, that they are all listed in the bulletin with the names of submitters is that if a submitter is there and their resolution is declined, um, if, now if the committee takes their resolution, especially you'll get some on the same topic, several on the same topic, and they will will uh, present something. If the original submitter, you know, wants to propose an amendment, things like that, that's an opportunity. If their resolution is declined, they have the right, if there is time left, to go to the microphone and to ask, uh, essentially overturn that committee's decision, ask the messengers to tell the committee to report it out. It, takes a two-thirds vote. Uh, we've had this, dealt with this in the past. This was a big thing in 2017 in Phoenix. Um, and so those names need to be listed because that's, that's who can come to the microphone. So that's kind of part of that disposition report. And it tells, uh, here's what they did with all the resolutions submitted, but it only lists the titles. So uh, the titles and the names. So it, it's really up to the individual submitter if they want to publicize what they sent. Uh, otherwise, I think that's one of the most important things to do is to look at that bulletin so you know what's coming that afternoon. Well, you've mentioned the different means by which we can get this information uh, printed in the room for old people like me that don't understand technology. 
and also using the app. Um, what What is the app? How do we get it? Uh, will it tell us the difference between a resolution and a motion? Those kinds of things. Yes, yeah, so that's a great question. And so the app should be showing up soon. Uh, we've had an app in years past and uh, that's been incredibly helpful. We're actually doing a, a new app th this year uh, just in terms of the, the you know, software or whatever. And so I think it is coming soon and you can go ahead and put that on your phone and be sort of ready to go. So that is a great resource because it, it also has you know, information about exhibitors. It, has, it just has all sorts of stuff on it. And then it, it will have information and the bulletin also will that kind of talks about how to make a motion. We talk about that at messenger orientation. Um, resolutions are sort of statements of opinion. And so sometimes people will come up to the microphone to make a motion that is essentially what they're doing is a, is a resolution. And it gets ruled out of order because they say the time for submitting resolutions has passed. Um, so you want to really know that difference soon because that window for resolutions is going to close, I believe, on May 31st. So people will will need to you know do that soon if that's what they're wanting. We've also got um, a series that Jonathan Howe and I have done called The Road to Nashville, which has been a lot of fun. Some of our episodes are now completely irrelevant because <laughs> they were all about the Gaylord Opryland Hotel. Uh, but we do have one that talks about resolutions and kind of explains, you know, uh, what they are. And essentially, emotion is something that is more action oriented. Like someone will make a motion to um, amend the bylaws, you know, for for something, and that type of thing usually gets referred to the executive committee for further study, things like that. Or maybe there's a motion to ask an entity to report on something, to report, you know, information, and then they have a year to come back and answer it. So there, there are, are ways that those are handled, but a motion is typically asking, you know, someone to do something. Now, one place where folks get tripped up is that the convention cannot uh, direct entities they are they we have a board system for that but uh, so whenever that happens it is immediately out of order because that's not that that's not uh, allowed in sort of our governing documents but but asking entities to do things making requests things like that a resolution is really a statement of opinion about something and so that's kind of the difference and one of the reasons we have this longer process is because resolutions uh these statement these are statements that are being made during those two days and so the committee has to have time to look at them uh to consider all of the um the the things that that messengers might want to say and to work on them and they're longer they, you know a little, little wordier it just takes a little bit more time so those are the main differences um but we do have some resources at sbcannualmeeting.net that share a, a little bit about that and help people make the difference awesome and speaking of getting ruled out of order my greatest day as a southern baptist was not when I came to Jesus, was not when I led anybody to Jesus. It was when Kyle Bierman stood yes. in front of the mic in front of thousands of people in that freezing cold auditorium and yes. began to just sing this praises of Dr. Russell Moore. And then my favorite words ever echoed by a Southern Baptist other than John the Baptist uh, was Dr. Gaines standing there and said, sir, 
if you have a question, would you please ask it? No questions. I just yes. want to say thanks. That was my greatest moment as a Southern Baptist. And you touched on that. Uh, what what are just some simple things maybe to keep in mind that let's say I want to get up and move the Southwestern Baptist Seminary to to instead of having Coke breaks, they need to have Dr. Pepper breaks. Obviously, I'm not going to do that uh, because I can get my own Dr. Pepper. But if that was the thing I wanted to do, what would be maybe the phrasing how I could suggest or encourage or ask or whatever instead of you must do this because I said so and we're going to vote on it? Right. Well, you would your motion would be to request that Southwestern Seminary um, have coke breaks you know or something like that you you would you would be requesting and then southwestern seminary could answer over the next year you wouldn't learn until the next year's book of reports but they could say we did and now we have them at these times or they could say here we didn't and here's why you know they they can respond to that um but one thing that's very important is you want to just come up, you make your motion, you do not debate it. So you don't tell why you don't give all of your argument. You just say the mo cause it's a different, there, there are other times, you know, to do that. And, um, and then you wait until the committee on order of business comes back with their report to find out what happened. If it was referred to an entity, if it's going to be scheduled for debate, um, I mean, I, you know, you never know the committee and order of business could decide that that's a really important thing to debate that the convention wants to decide between Dr. Pepper and Coke, you know, and so you, you, you wait and listen to, to what they, what they want to bring. Um, but I think the, the thing that trips people up a lot is that they do something that, that directs, or they will be asking for something that, uh, a, know according to the charter you know or whatever that the that the entity cannot do uh or they will try to make their case in the moment that they're making the motion and so that that is always uh something that kind of can can trip can trip people up okay dr greenway you're on notice now i know what to do it's gonna happen Great. Well, Amy, this is the Pilot Podcast, and we love to talk about Southern culture, and Nashville is certainly a great Southern city. I know you don't live in Nashville, um, but I'm No, sure but I'm from to... there. That's okay. my, it's my home. Okay, so. so this question, you can answer this then. Uh, Nashville's kind of known for their hot chicken, and a lot of our messengers are going to be going to the annual meeting. Where would you recommend getting some hot chicken out while we're in Nashville? Okay, so, so I, I am going to tell you this. I don't like hot chicken chicken so i'm sorry I'm, to tell I'm, you that i'm glad i'm not um, the only one whose food recommendations or whatever gets made fun of on this show so now we have at least two yes so yes so i am from nashville but hot chicken is a uh well it, it i'd say fairly recent i mean it was like 20 years ago or something but it's it was not there when I was growing up. It was not really the thing. But Hattie B's and Prince's are the two sort of really popular ones. And I think it's Hattie B's that's uh, popped up at Fifth and Broad right across there. Uh, you can find hot chicken almost anywhere now. But I would say if you really want the Nashville experience, go to one of those two, Hattie B's or Prince's. Um, if you want to go to one of my favorite places, because you don't want to go uh, to, to have hot chicken, um, you'd have to drive or Uber, uh, but Baja Burrito, that's, that's uh, my, my spot that I love 
very much. So that's what I would recommend at Fifth and Broad also. Now, this is not a strictly Nashville institution. It's actually, I think, based out of Ohio, but Jenny's Ice Cream is a big favorite. So I would, would highly recommend that as well. I'm going to be in search for Modest Chicken. Modest Chicken. <laughs> I've yeah. had Baja. It's really good. I love Satco, San Antonio Taco Company over there by Vanderbilt. Yes. It's, it's really good. So it's yeah. very underrated yep, in Nashville. Satco is great. Yes, Satco is great. It's been there a really, really long time. And mm -hmm. so um, I love it. Yeah. Parking is just the only problem over there. Alan, yes. uh, bring your Tums. We know that it, that could, uh, that hot chicken might mess. <laughs> we, we picked on Alan more this episode than we normally do, but I haven't been on an episode with him in a few weeks. So that's good. Amy, uh, anything else you would want to share with people who are going to the convention and tell us where we can find uh, the FAQ book, where we need to look for that? Because I think every messenger should probably pack that and bring that with them to the annual meeting. Yeah, so you can, uh, uh, Lifeway is, is a great way, lifeway.com, where you can get it. I think it's on Amazon as well, but um, life.com would, would be the place, the B&H book. Um, and uh, they, it has been available on the word search platform as well, you know, digitally. So that would be great. Also, lots of resources at sbcannualmeeting.net, and we're always trying to add to those. And whenever the app is available, we'll highly publicize that and would encourage people to do that. I think the really important thing is, um, you know, come early and go to the SEND conference, enjoy that and enjoy all your time with each other. And then really just try to mentally prepare for Tuesday and Wednesday. That's, that's why we come is to be a part of things. Um, I love the sentence. I say this all the time on our podcast, decisions are made by those who show up. And so you need to show up and you need to know what decisions are coming um, and be prepared. I know uh, Brother Lynn told us today that the pre-registration numbers are very, very high. So that's exciting. I think it's important for some of us to be there. Amy, thanks for coming and joining us again here on the Potluck. Hey, uh, thank you for having me. It's been a real, a real delight. Awesome. Well, friends, join us next time. Uh, the Potluck, come and have your fill and have your full. Same Baptist time, same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends.